What's up, guys? We're back and we're talking some ball. We're talking the up-and-coming NBA team. So this can be any team that we personally think, you know, is really on the rise. They have some stars. They have a promising future. I mean, I'm going to start with a team that, you know, really hasn't been great to this point. They have a lot of their guys that they're looking for, but it hasn't really worked out yet. And that's the Phoenix Suns. They got DeAndre Ayton, they got Mikael Bridges. We already know Devin Book is there, Kelly Oubre. So I feel like that's a solid core. And, you know, you have veterans like Aaron Baines and Ricky Rubio, who I feel like are really good compliments to those guys. And it's just in a couple of years, we'll really see what these teams like the Suns are going to evolve to be. But right now, I just still feel like it's just a bunch of young guys together on the court. Yeah, Steve, I agree with you. I really like them, and I do like Devin Booker, Steve, but you're right. They do need a few pieces, but they are definitely talented. And fair to say, out of every bad team in the league, they might have the best player out of all of them, uh, essentially. But Steve, a team that I really, really like that not a lot of people are talking about, and I'm kind of upset. Stephen A. trashed my man, De'Aaron Fox, and the King Steve. They're up and coming for sure because they're fighting for an eight seed at the moment. They still have Buddy Heald, Harrison Bonds, Bogdanovich, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Marvin Bagley, who hasn't been healthy but is good, Vigilica, Corey Joseph, Raquan Holmes, who just also got in trouble for breaking the uh, bubble. So he's a little bit of an idiot. But besides (laughs) that, man, the Kings have a big future. I mean, Sacramento is not a terrible city to live in either. So if De'Aaron Fox can keep developing, I think they could bring in a free agent or just draft some guys because in the 2000s, the Kings were very good, man. And defensively, they were not a bad team at the moment. I really like them. I really love swiping, no swiping Fox. I'm, I'm a big Kings guy at the moment. I'm really upset that Stephen A said they can never win with him as the one and he's not a star because it is way too soon to determine that. Kev, back me up. Hey, listen, Lou, if Stephen A. Smith was ever to pull up to Sense of Sandbox, I'd be like, yo, that was the craziest statement you ever said in my life. Don't disrespect my man, lose man like that. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I'm, I'm glad you brought Sacramento up because we talked about a guy on the free agency episode last episode, DeMar DeRozan. And before we started this episode, I was thinking to myself, I knew the Kings were going to come up in conversation. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I feel like that would be a really good team to see DeMar DeRozan end up on. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to get into it because like I said, our free agency show, we already talked about him. But another team that's on the up and up that I think, Lou, I know you'll agree with me because I know this is your squad, is really on the up and up though. They're a playoff team now and they're really only getting better They have probably the best rookie, you know, so far in the NBA. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, Ah. I know know you could say Zion, but I just, I haven't seen enough yet. Ja played the whole season and he was, he was doing his thing. You know what I mean? Obviously next year will tell, but. I think as of right now, you really can't say Jai isn't the best rookie. But Love but, not, but not, to, not to get into that conversation, but the Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, Lou, I know they got your man, Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, Smooth J, you know what I mean? I know that's your guy. Um, <laughs> but they, they have a ton of talent there. They got, you know, Jared Jackson, Valencia Eunice. They got... Oh, it's Grayson Allen. No, I'm just kidding. It's Justice Winslow. They have Brandon Clark, Tyus Jones. Kyle Anderson, Anthony yeah, Tolliver, Gorgie Dang. Well, Kev, you yeah, know why? Because they, they were and, in that and trade. And Devin Brooks. Those were the two I was thinking of. Devin Brooks. They were too. in that trade recently. They were in a three-way trade. That's why. That's why they have a couple of those guys. And guys like Devin Brooks. So, you know what I mean? They got a good team there. And I think they're really on the up and up. I think, like you said with Sacramento, they're just one free agent away um, from taking that next step. 
but uh, they'll be a, they'll definitely be a team to watch for for years to come. And I think especially if they keep that core of Ja, Triple J, and guys like that, and like I said, if they can bring in a free agent or a young free agent and build with them, I think their ceiling is really high with the talent they have on that team now. I feel you, and and a team that I think both of you guys will agree with me on is the Atlanta Hawks on the up and up. You know, Trey Young, they got the trade with Clint Capella, so they got their big guy. You know, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, Jeff Teague's back with the reunion in Atlanta. I feel like given those guys, you know, a a couple of years, they're really going to be a top three seed in the East. And that's if they don't even add another star to that mix, because I'm sure that'll definitely be an option. But I definitely think the, the Hawks are a team that's on the up and up for sure. 100%, dude. 100%. I love them. I'm a huge uh, John Collins guy. But listen, guys, a team, this might be a hot take, but I think it's probably the most slept on team as far as young talent-wise is the Cleveland Cavaliers, dude. Colin Sexton is such a good basketball player just to start with. I mean, he plays defense. He plays hard. He's a good leader. Uh, He can score and get to the basket. He does need to shoot a little more often, but they're extremely young. They have Seti Osman. Darius Garland was literally born in 2000, their most recent draft pick who can also guard. They have Kevin Love, Larry Nance, Kevin Porter Jr., who the kid shares a birthday with. May the fourth be with you all. And they still have guys like Dante Exum. And if they do get to keep Drummond or Thompson, which I believe they will keep one of them, those are a lot of young guys with a good big man. And Kevin Love is a solid veteran to lead the team. I really like them, dude. And you can say what you want about Cleveland, but they have drafted some good talent. Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Colin Sexton. I mean, they really haven't missed a ton, you know? So I, I trust them with the draft picks. And I mean, Delhi is there. Ke- Kevin's favorite comp for my basketball skills is Mark Delavadova. So I have to ride with my guy. <laughs> yes, sir. Louis Delavadova. I love it. No, that's not a bad one, Lou. Honestly, I, I think you're right about, especially about the uh, Cavaliers drafting players. I mean, like you said, Kyrie, LeBron. I mean, besides the horrendous Anthony Bennett draft pick. They would have had Wiggins too. Yeah, they would have had I, Wiggins. Yeah, I'm not even going to talk about that, the Anthony Bennett because I'll literally throw up live on this podcast. But uh, but no, that was a good team. I think you're right. They do have a ton of a, a ton of young talent, and they still got guys like Kevin Love. If they can keep him around just for the veteran experience, and if he can stay healthy, he can still contribute. And again, they're another team that if, like a lot of the young up-and-coming teams, they're one free agent away from really you know taking the next step post-LeBron era. But my next team, and a lot of people might say, you know, I'm crazy because they're right now you know, arguably one of the best teams in the East. But I really do think they're still an up-and-coming team post-LeBron D. Wade era, and that's the Miami Heat. I mean, people don't realize, after LeBron left, like, the Heat weren't really that good. D. Wade was at the end of his career, you know what I mean? He left for a year, a couple years, to go to Chicago and then Cleveland, so he bounced around. And while he was bouncing around, Miami was doing their thing. I mean, they got a ton, you know, they got Louis boy uh, Tyler Harrow, They got, you know, they just obviously signed Jimmy Butler, which was a terrific, you know, signing by them. Kelly Olynyk, Derrick Jones Jr. uh, Bam on a bio. Yeah, Bam on a bio. Kendrick Nunn. They have, yeah, they have a really good team. They have a solid bench. They're good on both ends of the ball. I mean, they're good offensively. They're even better defensively. You know what I'm saying? And they're, like I said, I know they're, what, a fourth three, four, five seed in the East right now. So people might call me crazy, but they exceeded a lot of expectations this season, especially being that high. So I think their sailing's only up from there. If Jimmy Butler sticks around and they can get another all-star with him and they got room for guys like Nunn and Tyler Hero to grow. I mean, I really think they'll be, you know, in four or five years, one of the teams to beat in the East again. Yeah, I agree. And, and before you go, Steve, they do have a max uh, slot 
coming up. So they, they, they could look to expand. And Goran Dragic, Dragic, who is on the roster, who takes up a lot of cap space, will not be there. So you're right, Kev. I did criticize you before this about playoff teams, but they have a lot of potential to grow. You are 100% right. No, Lou, I'm happy you just mentioned that because that, that's what I wanted to mention. My last three teams that, that I, I could possibly have on here are teams that have been either playoff teams or are playoff teams. And that's between the Celtics, Mavs, and the Warriors. And honestly, all bias aside, I have to go with the Celtics to just now we're down to that one. And, you know, I honestly think Tatum's in the development of becoming a, a top five player in the NBA. Jalen Brown was definitely worth the money the way he was playing at the beginning of this year. We locked up Kemba. We locked up Smart. And we have a lot of young guys, too. Taco Fall could be something. Romeo Langford, Robert Williams could be a big piece for us. Grant Williams, Tremont Waters. We can keep on going. Carson Edwards, you know. I think that we're in a, a really solid mix of youth along with with guys that are just about to hit their prime. And I think it could really work for years to come for the Boston Celtics. Oh, yeah, Steve. They have a ton of room to grow. And I, I do think out of those teams, Steve, I would take the Celtics. Uh, well, the Warriors is tough for me. Clay has a special place in my heart, but that does not exceed the Celtics fandom for me. But guys, a team that is bad right now, they're in the playoff picture, but I'm telling you, they're on the up and up, is the Wizards. Put it this way, right? They're the eight seed, going to be in the bubble. Bertans, who has been the breakout player of the year, most improved, I don't care what anybody says, arguably the best three-point shooter this season, is sitting out. Bradley Beal is hurt. Thomas Bryant, their center, has been hurt. Get all those three guys back next season, plus John Wall, and they still have room to maneuver to grab free agents. Plus, they have Rui Hachimura, who is arguably a rookie of the year candidate. I mean, he's played great this season. Then they have Troy Brown. And also, I believe they have Gary Payton II and Shabazz Napier. I mean, plus my guy, Admiral, Admiral Schofield from Tennessee. That dude was my guy. Or Texas, wherever that guy went. But <laughs> but no, no, no. I really like the Wizards. I mean, Bradley Beal has now become a non-underrated player, which I love. But once John Wall comes back, as critical as I am of his gameplay, he can only get them better. And I really think people are sleeping on how good they were before uh, when it was just the John Wall show and not the John Wall and Bradley Beal show. Louis Schofield. <laughs> Admiral Schofield. Hey, I remember watching him in the tournament. Uh, Best name of all time. Oh, that's so funny. No, but the Wizards were a good one. And I specifically didn't bring them up because I knew you were going to lose because I know Bradley Beal's your guy. So I was letting you have it. But that's a, that's a great team. And I agree. I mean, like you said, they got a ton of young talent. And I've always been very high on John Wall. He's never been one of my favorite players in the league. But every time he's brought up in discussion, I always say that I, I think he is really talented. He never really lived up to those expectations because of injuries and stuff like that. But when he was healthy and doing his thing, I mean, Baseline to baseline, he's one of the quickest and most explosive guards in the game. You know what I mean? So if he can stay healthy, like you said, he can really only make them better, whether you know you like him or not. You have to admit that. But my last team, and, and it's another playoff team, but again, I think it's a team that's up and coming, which is crazy to say because if we were having this conversation, you know, four or five years ago, it would be the total opposite. But it's the it's the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I think they. Obviously had the big three with Westbrook, Harden, and, and Duran. And I think after that, it kind of went south. And then Westbrook picked it up and had that triple-double season, MVP season. You know what I mean? But after Durant left, I feel like they never really got over that like post-Durant depression playoff hump. I mean, they had a good season with Paul George, but they got bounced first round. You know what I mean? So they never really got past that little hump 
but I think the team they have now, I, I really do think they're going places. I mean, I know we talked about Danilo Gallinari on the free agency episode, and we don't know where he's going to end up, but if he were to sign back with OKC and they can squeeze another couple years out of Chris Paul just to keep him around and help develop guys like Shea, uh, Gilgis Alexander, and, and the other guards that OKC has, and they keep Steven Adams around, I mean, they really could be a, a good playoff team. And, and, and they're another team that, we've been talking about is again just one free agent away you know what I mean if Shea Gilgis Alexander and, and Steven Adams sticks around and, and their young guys end up being as promising as they look and they get a good free agent like they'll be a, a decently good team in the west you know what I mean I think you know to be one of the top teams in the west at this point in the NBA you definitely have to have more than one or two stars but I think they're definitely on their way there like I said if their young guys can keep the promising future that they've been paving the way for this season yeah shy gilders alexander one of my top 10 favorite players in the league and a top 10 potential guy in the nba like the fact that he's made the thunder as good as they are and it's one thing to be a good young rookie or a young good sophomore on a bad team but again like you said they're already a playoff team and he's been this good obviously i'll attribute a little to chris paul and gallinari but man kev you, you hit the nail on the head that kid is special all right, guys, that wraps up this episode of the NBA up-and-coming teams. Make sure to stay tuned to our Instagram and Facebook for our Kemba Walker jersey giveaway. Leave us that five-star review and check out our articles on sincesandbox.net. Peace out.